The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. I have some incredible news. My second book, How to Have Difficult Conversations About Race, is now the number one new release in its category on Amazon. I'm so excited, so excited for this because we've put a lot of work into it and this was risky because as a lawyer who's focusing on negotiation and conflict resolution, talking about race seems for many to be outside of the scope of what I usually do. But again, how are we defining negotiation? We define negotiation as anytime you're having a conversation and somebody in the conversation wants something. And as the podcast is titled, Negotiate Anything, we can negotiate anything. And in my years of doing uh, all of this work in the professional world, difficult conversations about race is something that comes up over and over and over again in the workplace. And there isn't really a, a solid resource out there that blends the fundamentals of negotiation and conflict resolution and effective communication with this particular topic. So it's risky. It is risky to venture in this way, but I'm really excited and encouraged by this early result. So this is not just a win for me. This is a win for you too, because you are part of this tribe. And so a quick note about the book. Who did I write this for? I, I wrote this for the person who is passionate about changing the world and their organizations for the better. The leader who leads a diverse team and the professional who wants to learn how to overcome the hidden barriers that make it tough to connect with people with a different background. So whether you consider yourself an ally or just want to avoid making a critical mistake when discussing race, this book is for you. And for you as a podcast listener, I'm making a direct request. After six years and over 600 episodes of Negotiate Anything, I'm asking for your support in this endeavor to make the world a better place. Our goal of the American Negotiation Institute is to change the world, and this book plays a critical role in making that happen, and we would love to have your support. We have the links in the description of this episode so you can get your copy of How to Have Difficult Conversations About Race. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of Negotiate Anything. This show is produced by the American Negotiation Institute, and with over 5 million downloads and listeners in over 180 countries, listeners just like you have made this the number one negotiation podcast in the world. Hi. My name is Kwame Christian, and I am the founder and CEO of the American Negotiation Institute. Here at ANI, we believe that the best things in life are on the other side of difficult conversations, and we are passionate about providing you with the best content that will help you to make your difficult conversations easier, both at work and at home. Lastly, I want to remind you that we offer consulting and conduct trainings, both virtually and in person, all around the world. Our focus is in three main areas. First, negotiation and conflict resolution. Second, leadership. And lastly, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Check the link in the description below to learn more about how we could work with you and your team. And now, without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Vernon, thanks for joining us today. How you doing, Kwame? Glad to be here. Doing great. Yeah, man. We're glad to have you. So how about you get us started by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. So um my 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 discipline in where like has evolved over the years. I say over the last uh close to decade now, my focus has been on content and specifically video and audio. 
and leveraging content in a way that uh, facilitates the sale, right? Uh, builds trust, builds that um, that bridge, right, between you and the prospect. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a great run. Uh, currently, I am the founder and CEO of a company called Visible Demand, where we help B two B clients um, just leverage these assets and these tools to be able to facilitate the sale and facilitate the the growth of the relationships. Yeah, this is great. And so for the listeners out there, you some of you might be saying, but I'm not in sales. Wait, don't leave yet. Because the, the tools that we're going to talk about today can be used in any type of situation where it's either a negotiation or a persuasive encounter, you're a leader trying to get people on board. And I think the more creative you are about how you can use content, the more persuasive you'll be. So it's going to be cool to see how it applies in sales and how it applies more broadly as well, because I don't think enough people think about it strategically as part of the the negotiation process. So so let's pretend like we don't know anything about this. When you're talking about creating content as part of like an overall persuasive strategy, what are we talking about? Yeah, I, I think the the fundamental basis is really to understand what the pain and the problem of your customer and what they're experiencing. And through that, if you can understand the pain and you can understand the problem, hopefully, ideally, your product is the solution. And from there, it's it's really um, helping the clients understand that if they're not problem aware, helping them become problem aware and then solution aware. So I know that may be very high level, but we can break it down in, into you know play by play. But that's the 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 bedrock, right? That's the fundamental thing that we're we're trying to to do with uh, with our content here. Gotcha. And so, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Vernon. So, what we're talking about is getting them, getting the prospect to a point where they understand problem aware, the increase their problem awareness and their solution awareness. But it's sounding like we are not trying to close a deal right. via content. No, no, you're yeah. you're you're really just trying to facilitate building a relationship, right? As you know, Kwame, um, as most people know. We buy from people that we know, like, and trust. So if you, if you step back and you think about it, it's like, what, what kind of content can I create to facilitate that relationship? Well, it may be just, you know, reaching out and connecting in the, in, in a different format, right? It could be a video, right? You could use a tool like Vidyard, which I love. I know you use that as well by just recording a quick message once you connect with somebody on LinkedIn and say, Hey, it, my name is Vernon. It was nice meeting you, Kwame. Um, would love to chat with you sometime. I saw that you are, it looks like you're working with XYZ clients. I have a few people in my network I'd love to introduce you to. Um, and just leave it at that. Really short, um, really to the point. So, so really it's, you want people to become, and this may sound weird, but like you, you, you want people to almost be chummy and friendly with you, right? Because those are going to be the people that, uh, refer you. Those are the people that are going to, feel like you're you're having a beer at the bar with them or you're on the golf course right that's the type of level of relationship that you want to uh almost lead with right you wouldn't uh just lead with asking for the sale right if you're going to a friend right you would you would lead with being of service and being of value so that's how you have to think about your content yeah this is great and so let's 
think of really broadly and then narrow it down again. So when you're thinking about content, what we, we talked about video, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that fall under, under the content bucket? for the purposes of this conversation. Yeah, so in, in terms of different formats, uh, you could use video, uh, you could use podcasts, which you know, you've know you done really well with over the years, Kwame. Um, you could do courses. LinkedIn is really good for this. LinkedIn has an option for you to be able to do courses. I believe this is something that you've explored as well. Um, and then virtual workshops and webinars. So, and, and that may sound overwhelming. I know one of the things when we talk to clients, they're like, well, where do I start? There's so many different moving pieces. There's so many different stakeholders. And I tell everybody to start where you're at. You know, what's the, what's the thing that you have that you have access to right now that is the least path of resistance, right? Because if it's difficult, if it's uh, this overwhelming thing, if you have to put together this massive marketing plan, right? If you have to take it up to the board of directors and all of these people, it's it's just never going to get done, right? You're you're creating bureaucracy when where you need momentum. So I would say start where you're at. I love LinkedIn because it's free um and pretty much uh you know one of the most popular well known uh, professional networks. So you could literally start by posting on LinkedIn. Uh you can take the most commonly uh, ask questions. I call it the uh, answer simple questions method, the ASQ method. And you can just answer simple questions that some of your um, people in your industry are struggling with. You can make them uh, problem aware and solution aware at the same time by answering those simple questions. So that's a really simple, easy method that anybody can use. It doesn't cost any money out of the marketing budget. You don't have to go and talk to the CEO or the higher ups in the marketing department. You can literally just post on your LinkedIn and add value to people in your market. Yeah, 100%. And I, you're honing in on one of those things that I see people do all the time. You have a strategy that can be simple and then you overcomplicate it. <laughs> in order to not do it. Exactly. <laughs> right. And I, I think I think a lot of times really the the procrastination, the overcomplicate complication of the process, I think that is just fear masquerading in intellectualism. So we say, all right, I, I need to do this. I need to come up with a strategy. I should talk to these six people. After I talk to those six people, I'm like, I have seven more that I need to talk to before I implement this strategy. And then it's eight months down the line and you're like, see, I knew it wouldn't work. It's like you didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you just sat there and thought for a long time. Exactly. So yeah, you, you have to take action. And I know in, in my experience, it's been, it's challenging and there are going to be some, there's going to be some awkwardness built in. But you have to start taking those shots and, and building that those, those reps because that's how you get better. You, you get better through taking action. Does your company invest in professional development training? If you believe that your team would benefit from a negotiation workshop, all you need to do is go to our website, fill out the workshop request form, and then we'll set up a time to chat. These workshops are completely customizable and we've done them all around the country. Negotiation and conflict resolution skills are beneficial across all professions, but they're especially useful in procurement, purchasing, sales, sourcing, and contract management. Our calendar is filling up quickly, and we even have some workshops scheduled for next year. If you think you might want one, I'd suggest reaching out soon so you don't miss out. Check out the link in the description to learn more, and we will be right back after this.
Hey, I'm Michael Kavnat, host of the Next Big Idea Daily. The show is a masterclass in better living from some of the smartest writers around. Every morning, Monday through Friday, we'll serve up a quick 10-minute lesson on how to strengthen your relationships, supercharge your creativity, boost your productivity, and more. Follow the Next Big Idea Daily wherever you get your podcasts. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. Higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 100% agree. And and so let's think about the um, like the easiest way to get started. So let's say, let's use a sales example. Mm-hmm. So I'm a sale, I'm in, I'm in sales and I say, all right, Vernon, I'm following you. How should I get started? What is the simplest thing that I can do to start implementing this strategy? Yeah. So if you're in sales, um, there's a really awesome, and, and let's say, let's just back a step up, right? Cause I'm, I don't want to assume that people are comfortable on video. Let's, let's just say, you know, audio or, you know, typing or the, the written word is, is more, uh, preferable to most people, uh, than that because a lot of people have confidence issues and things that they need to build up before they can even be on camera. So you could take something as simple as your, um, your iPhone. If you have an iPhone or, you know, any kind of phone, really, you have this, this thing called voice notes. So you could open the voice notes app, literally open it on your phone and, uh, just, you know, record, you know, a three, four minute message, right? And just sharing some of the, 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 the highlights, some of the things that you feel like your prospect would get value out of. Maybe there's a new trend coming down the pipeline that they don't see. Maybe there's a new widget or there's a new application, um, that they can use, right? Maybe it's just, uh, you know, how to, how to have a productive morning, right? Everybody struggles with productivity at some point on their journey in their career or their work or managing a team. And you just lead with that value. So I would bundle that up. And I, that's something that's actually, uh, it's, you could streamline it and send it to multiple prospects and just as a gift. Hey, I just recorded this, this audio uh, nugget for you. Um, not really a podcast. Uh, but, but not really this, an audio book kind of somewhere in between. Right. <laughs> and I just wanted to just put this in your inbox. You can post it on Google drive. Um, if you have Google drive or I think in Microsoft one cloud, and you can basically just drop that link to them and send that to them in an email. Now, the cool thing about that Kwame is what did you just do right then? Not only did you stand out from every other prospect that's going to be sending cold pitches to this, uh, to this prospect. You just elevated your status from not just someone who is, um, who's just the selling, right? You just almost elevated your status of that relationship to closer to a friend, right? You've, you've just led with value with something that may not even be related to your product or service, right? It may actually take them by surprise and they may go, wow, like what the heck? Like this guy's actually cares about me right so it's it's so counterintuitive that we overlook it but that's a very simple strategy that anyone it doesn't matter if you're in sales it doesn't matter 
Um, you know, if, if, if you're, you know, at the, you know, entry level, that's something that you could, you could send that to your CEO. And how is that going to improve the relationship with your boss or your CEO or your direct superior? So that's a, that's something that anybody could do. Um, just with having a, having an iPhone or any kind of smartphone and, and an email account. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things that people don't know that you can do that's really powerful with LinkedIn is if you have the mobile app, you can send voice messages. It cuts you off at one minute, but um, it's it's something that is that catches people off guard because number one, they're not expecting to hear your voice. And number two, especially if they only use the desktop, they're like, how did you do that? This is magic. <laughs> you know, so it, it catches them off guard in a number of different ways. But yeah, I, I like this and I like the simplicity because you're triggering what in psychology you would call the mere exposure effect, mm. where just because you are um, introduced to a stimulus multiple times, you start to like the stimulus more. As long, of course, as the uh, as the stimulus is not, you know, awful. <laughs> you know, you know, as long as it's neutral or somewhat positive, it makes you like the person more. And so you're creating more touch points and more t personal touch points as well. So you're getting to know the person as a person, exactly. not just as a transactional business uh, colleague where it's like, all right, we're going to be one and done. And that's type of it. Exactly. And nobody wants to be treated like a transaction, right? If you think about all the times you were at the negotiation table or all the times that you the recent times where you've bought anything, um, likely, you know, uh, you, you, it's been something that's emotional, right? We buy based on emotion. We don't like to admit that, <laughs> but we buy based on emotion. But there was something that made you, there was a feeling, right? It, it Not just the solution to your problem, right? All things equal. If two people are selling the same widget, you're going to go with the person who made you feel wanted, who made you feel like, you know, you went the extra mile. So this is just a, another way of doing that. Definitely. Now, in your experience with the people that you've worked with, what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're using this type of strategy? Yeah, I'd say just being selfish, right? There's this thing that I call selfish content, right? And there's value-based value -based content. Selfish content is about getting what you need. A value-based content is about giving the prospect or the customers what they need. Right. And that's a complete different mindset because most of the time we want to hoard the things that we um, find useful and valuable, right? Like the secret sauce or the methodology or the, the hack or the trick, right? But what I found in my experience and the client's experience that I've worked with, when we give everything away, right? That when we just lead with, Hey, we're going to give you X, Y, and Z and all, here's the whole playbook. A lot of times, they're either overwhelmed by that the, the, that much value that they're like, look, we can't even implement this on our own. We're just going to hire you because there's just no way we can do this. Or they're just like so in love with us because they're actually implementing these things and getting traction, right? The best thing that you can do is give something away for free and somebody actually get a result from that because now they have proof, not just social proof from you know, your testimonials on your website, but things that they've actually put into action and they've seen results. So what's the likelihood that they're going to hire you now, right? When you get to the negotiation table, it's not even about a negotiation. It's about where do we send the check? Yeah. Oh, that's great. 
That's great. And now, now let's think about a non-transactional type of example. So let's say there's a leader within an organization trying to get their team on board with an initiative. So if that leader comes to you and says, "Hey, I'm trying to get my team to do X, Y, Z, but I'm meeting, uh, I'm, I'm running into a lot of resistance." What type of content strategy could you use to type of kind of warm that up? Yeah. So in this in this example, the leader is 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 and he's working to enroll his his team into implementing a strategy or a process is that correct yeah i i would say um for me the the one thing that comes to mind is like like what's what's their how can you make it theirs right how can you mm-hmm. enroll them into it not being something that's from the top down, but from the bottom up, right? Most people want to feel valuable and useful. Um, you know, they'll, I think they've done studies on this, right? But most, most people will take a, a lower pay cut, um, then to, to know that they're contributing to an organization and they feel valued in that organization. So I would say flip it on its head. Don't make it come from the top down, make it come from the top up. And that doesn't mean that like, hey, you just, Hey, just throw all caution to the wind and tell them that they have free reign to run with it. You implant the idea, right? You plant the seed and you give them autonomy to create. And then they come back to you with how they think it should be. And then you can tweak it. Then you can tweak the campaign. Then you can tweak the methodology. Then you can uh, really just have them bought in based on how they feel like it should be. And a lot of times, the people on the front lines are closer to the customer anyway, right? So they're going to be able to give you insights that you aren't going to be able to see in the spreadsheets and the numbers and the calculations. A lot of times we that goes over, you know, the executive team's head, right? But we have to remember that if you want people bought in, you have to plant the seed, right? Give them the autonomy, make it their idea and let them show you what they can create with that and you'll probably be surprised at what they come back to you. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And I think about the times when I'm communicating with the people on my team. I'm recognizing that when I send a, a voice message or record a, a video, they they appreciate that a lot more. You know, I I realize that it creates a bit of an emotional connection between you and the person that you're talking to. So I could type out a message and say, Vernon, I appreciate you. You're a, an important part of this team, blah, blah, blah. And on text, I might read that and say, Psh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. But if I can hear your voice and hear the emphasis and hear the passion behind it, then it feels a lot more meaningful. Then I'm a lot more bought in because it's it makes it a lot more believable. And especially when there's an emotional component to what you're, you're doing or what you're trying to convey. And I mean, in the majority of cases, there is some emotional component, even if it's small, just saying you're valuable. I appreciate you. I'm looking forward to having this conversation. Again, reading, I'm looking forward to having this conversation versus hearing somebody say, I, Vernon, I am really looking forward to this conversation. That feels different. Yeah. And like you said, People buy things emotionally, even if they don't want to admit it, they feel a lot better once they get that more personal communication. And I love that there's a really cool, <clears throat> and here's a, a really cool tool that people could use out there, Zip Message. Um, you could almost, in this scenario that we're saying, that same leader could take, instead of sending an email, right, and their email box, their email inbox is already cluttered, right, the chances of them actually like following through that with that will be less and less likely over as things kind of evolve and come on their plate. 
But if you just whipped out your phone and recorded a quick 10 second video and just said, Hey, Jim, look, I saw what you did last week. I just want to congratulate you on a job well done. That really goes a long way and shows leadership in this organization. You fire that off as a, as a zip message or, you know, something like that. There's a lot of tools that you can use. I like zip message personally. And there you go, right? You have just enrolled that person into and, and seeing themselves as a leader in the organization. And it saved you a bunch of time because you didn't have to send them long drawn out email. Yeah. Yes. The, the video messages, the audio messages, they're a lot easier to send and they're a lot easier to receive too. Because if you take the text from a video message and put it into a, an, an email, it could look like an act of aggression. It's like, oh my goodness, like what, eight paragraphs. <laughs> what was that? What are you doing? I'm not reading this. Exactly. I might act like I did, but I'm not really reading it. But you know, what I've realized again, if I, especially if it's something that Again, like I said, emo- an emotional component, or if it's at all complicated, again, just hearing that voice helps people to absorb it a little bit better. And I know one of the things that you've used really well when it comes to creating trust and building relationships is you've been very, very generous with what it is that you have, like with your knowledge. And I know you have uh, something that you wanted to give the audience to. Yeah. So I, I think. When we look out in the, the B2B world, right, in the, in the corporate space, there's a lot of angst about like, you know, what types of content should I create, right? Uh, and a lot of people are really missing the mark because we see what other companies do and then we say, oh, well, I'm going to copy exactly what they're doing, but that may not necessarily be the right formula for, uh, your, your audience, right? For your, for your prospects and your customers. So I've actually put together this guide. Um, it's really the, the five content types that every company must be using in 2020 and beyond to succeed. And I would be happy to give that away to your audience and just as a way to say thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. And everybody, we are going to link to that in the description. So make sure you check that out. Um, but Vernon, before you go, I want to give you an opportunity to, to remind the listeners uh, about what you do and how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, totally. So visibledemand.com is where you can find me. That's visibledemand.com. And what we do is, is very unique and very custom, right? I don't, I don't think there's a lot of companies out there that do what we do, but we, we really sit down with B2B organizations to help them concoct and create a content strategy across multiple, uh, multiple platforms, right? So that could be courses, that could be podcasting, that could be video. And we do that in a way that's streamlined, in a way that serves the organization to where it has a direct impact on their sales and a direct impact on their engagement with their team. This is great. Vernon. Really appreciate it, my friend. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Kwame. I appreciate you having me on. Congratulations. You've just joined an elite club. By listening to a full episode, you're now officially on the Negotiate Anything team. So welcome aboard. What most team members do is they subscribe to the podcast because that allows them to automatically get the latest episodes of the show. The best things in life lie on the other side of difficult conversations. Keep learning, keep practicing, and keep getting better. Your relationships will improve, your career will soar, and you'll have the confidence you need to get the most out of these crucial conversations. Again, thank you for joining the team. We're excited to have you, and I will see you in the next episode. I'll catch you later.